Welcome to Pili, Raul, and La Musica, supported by United Airlines, Sure Microphones, and Jack Daniels. For more information, follow us at Pili, Raul, and La Musica. From Monterrey, Mexico, five super cool, talented human beings. We have four of them. We're missing Omar, the drummer, but he did send me a message, and I'm not kidding. He said, por favor, discúlpame ante el público. Omar wanted to be here, but he can't. He's back in Mexico. But we have the other four kinkies. That, ca that counts for something, right? Yeah? Um, this band has been together for almost 20 years. I would say they're one of the most important electronic rock bands in our language, Espanol, if you guys hadn't noticed. <laughs> and they're pretty awesome, and they're in everyone's playlist. If you're, oh, 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 wait, wait, they're coming. Look at them. Look at that swag. Ulysses, Gil, Cesar, and Carlos of the band Kinky. Bienvenidos, chicos. Salud. So we're, we're talking about like this band out of Mexico, out of Monterrey. And, you know, there's a Latin alternative music conference that happens in New York. In 2019, it was their 20th anniversary. And every year they do a Discovery Award recipient, which is a band that's going to be like doing bigger and better things. And for LAMC number one, the Discovery Award recipient was Kinky. So please give it up, que se escuche para el grupo Kinky. Yeah, it was weird because we, we, we didn't even know that we were... Uh, Nominated? Nomin <laughs> uh, I mean, somebody else submitted our demo for us. So this was uh, Toy Machete, from Control Machete, sorry. And he uh, submitted the, the, the demo for us. And I was like trying to finish uh, the university. Uh, Ulysses has... Some days uh, with hepatitis, so he was like laying down on the bed, and and, and, <laughs> and the other guys were just uh, unemployed. And well, I'm glad you gave them a job. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's really, really kind of you. Yo, en ese entonces me encantaba. Bueno, me cagaba a mí mucho ir a la pinche escuela, no. Bastante, bastante, y luego pues llegaron estos vatos y me sacaron, y fui muy feliz. <laughs> y aquí sigo. <laughs> y aquí seguimos. But who would have thought, like, 20 years later, you would have still been together and still winning and being nominated and still entertaining an audience? I mean, these are five guys who have five completely different tastes in music. As you can tell, they dress differently. It's five different egos. <laughs> right? ¿Verdad? How My, do you mine is bigger. <laughs> At least he knows the truth. <laughs> How do you guys keep it together? I believe it's because of the music, actually. And a lot of it is because we try to experiment and not get bored about just doing the same song over and over. I mean, we have our failures as well, but we try to shoot to different uh, places and be influenced by new music. Uh, we try to focus or to see the younger people what are they doing and we actually pay more attention to that than to the classic or to the trying to be 
the same guys doing the pushing the same stuff no so i guess that helps a lot and yeah and, and also like respect each other a lot we love each other a lot we have been uh, in many different adventures together so it's kind of the family that you choose ah qué bonito verdad qué bonito It's pero, true, pero, pero. es verdad. <laughs> you weren't, you weren't at the backstage. We were fighting already. So good, good. This like is, like we brothers. Just, we just keep keep it together here. <laughs> okay. Backstage wait, wait I want to know what no, you were kidding, kidding. What, what were you were, fighting, were fighting about? about? No, who, I'm, I'm who kidding. Who had the salmon and who had the fish? Yeah, that's my French fry. <laughs> yeah, with my French fries. No, so no, okay, let, let's go back a little bit. The the name Kinky. Why and how did it come about? Where did it start? Are we going that, that, yeah, let's that go back? back to way, way back. <laughs> ¿Por qué el nombre Kinky? No, it was just like a, a weird story about that. I mean, uh, at that time we were, we were Carlos, Gil and I, we, we kind of started the, the band together. We were the first three members of the band and we were uh, actually experimenting. Like he was saying, the idea of Kinky was everybody had their own different bands before we were always trying to get a record deal or trying to achieve like a some industry kind of status or something go going to different labels and stuff so we weren't making it on those specific bands because it was to it was the year 1999-2000 so no even MySpace existed so you have to reach to the big companies that's why Wow. That's why. <laughs> that, that was the idea to try to wait, wait. reach. We gotta wait, acknowledge wait, yeah. a wow from the audience. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Are you ten? <laughs> yeah, right. But what I mean is, it was more difficult to reach to the companies because now you can upload your stuff and you know, right. getting yeah. getting to be known. And that time you have to record your little demo and get it hand by hand to these people or to this guy or to this DJ or to this radio station in order to achieve the status that he was talking about so that was the idea we were all in different bands and we kind of got together but with the mentality of not focusing in on one a specific uh, style of music we were had like rock bands or electronic bands or norteño or regional bands whatever we were like okay let's do this project as a free project not thinking about any like specific idea or just get be f get a place to have fun and experiment and really really experiment with different sounds so i was able to to present my background the the, the things that i like with the, the cumbia the norteño but i also like electronica and stuff like that also he brought his rock or his alternative trip hop that he was listening at that time and carlos brought all his influences from disco and all this music cesar from his also uh background from norteño regional music and stuff so everybody could be their what they are really you know and so that's how kinky kind of started experimenting with all of that and came this weird music that we were doing like corman at the beginning which was the norteño electronica cumbia el son de mi primer amor all those weird combinations that we were doing at that time and but before that we were uh we were experimenting and suddenly i got a, a an offer to do a show in one small venue and and uh we, we worked together and said so we need a name for the band so we were by this time you you were nameless yeah we were nameless we were just Because, uh, the project was just uh, one week old oh oh wow. yeah. <laughs> okay 
so yeah we were like okay let's let's think about that so we got the show and then i was reading this uh photography magazine and um it was a really interesting picture did it of start with a p and end with a y <laughs> No. <laughs> yeah. Start okay. With a P and yeah. With kind of. Kind of. I mean, kind of. Kind of. It was weird because it was a photograph, like pictures for all over the world, like international kind of that. But they had this picture of a girl, like in a bathroom, and you could see her, like she was taking a piece. And but but actually, when when you look when you look really good at the picture, you see that there's like a guy here. So she was not. Taking a piece, she was having a, a, a moment, a really a good moment. time. <laughs> uh, she was having a really good time, and uh, my my first like reaction was to, I, that's very kinky, <laughs> and then we're like, okay, yeah, I think that's the does it, that could be the name. So I came back to the guys and I said like, hey, okay, we have this show like two days from now. Let's put it kinky for now, and they were like, okay, let's do that. Wait, so you all agreed to it? But we had two days <laughs> to. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't. The, it wasn't the name. I mean, it wasn't like that was the name. It was like, oh, that's cool. And then that was the name. <laughs> <laughs> so now you know that. if you have a band. And then we appropriate it and, and and give it a meaning. But you know, kinky is about like pushing the boundaries, even if it's in sex or in other stuff. So we try to do kinky music is like okay let's get this cumbia or this bossa nova and push the boundaries about that gender i like and that and being creative and testing different things out and at that time like when, when we started doing this it was like tw in 2000 it was very like weird to hear like a cumbia with with these electronic elements and guitars and it was like people were like what is this this is like a cumbia that we should we play this in a regional radio station or should be played on a pop radio station or should be like an electronic radio station they were like or should where should we play your cd are you regional are you electronic right. are you alternative where are you we were like i don't know <laughs> so you, they couldn't really pigeonhole you but did you feel like you got acceptance right away or did it take you i guys think people people were really into it i mean they like it but they didn't know how to classify it they were like i like it and people I'm, our first album was the album that got us like launched pretty good to to like the live shows were really great from the beginning the vibe because it was just festive and the people got into it and then interested by by the performance of of the drummer and all like these guys are like virtuosos <laughs> but me uh, but the radio situation was complicated well, I know in here in LA, obviously KCRW immediately gravitated to you guys, and I know in Mexico, I mean, you guys were like different styles. And did you guys know right away like this was like the perfect mix for you guys? Of course not. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I think we were trying to achieve uh, more the electronic kind of vibe, and uh, suddenly somebody wants to try this and that. And we were trying to focus on getting more into be, you know, the Mexican Chemical Brothers, something like that. Uh -huh. But then, but then, uh, I remember it was with the Sound de Mi Primer Amor, that was that maybe like the fifth, sixth song that we did as a, as a group. And at the beginning I was like, oh man, this shit is kind of weird. I don't know <laughs> if, if in my mentality of, of the Chemical Brothers works. And suddenly everybody said like, okay, let's just open the doors to whatever gender and, and instrument comes along. 
And then we got uh, crazy <laughs> about that. Well, I know the Chemical Brothers themselves would say the same thing. We were doing some weird, crazy shit, you know? <laughs> so it makes sense that you guys are kind of following in the footstep. So yeah, and actually really also something that was very interesting is that when at that time, we, in the early 2000s, there was this DJ boom as well. It was the, the time of like uh, all these big names of DJs that right now are like the, the grandpas or yeah, all these. The grandpas. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but yeah, it was like uh, because of the like beginning. Sasha and Dick with yeah, Sasha and Dick with este. But for us, it was like okay, we we are we're gonna be a band, a music that DJs perform or play, but we're gonna do it live. So that was kind of like our our mentality at that time like we're playing dance music but we're doing it live so that's kind of our our plus or our twist to to this equation of being like a dj but we had we were performing the songs live with drums and bass and keyboards and accordion everything but but we wanted to present like a a, a dance band no not rock band it was the the formation is like a rock band but the music is is dance music so that also i think it was something that was capturing the attention of a lot of people because they were saying okay this is cool because it's not just a dj it's a band but it's music that i can dance to and i think one of the most pivotal songs of kinky is mass do you guys do you guys know mass right mm. that, at least that was the, the song that like put kinky in my music map do you guys remember when you heard it for the first time or when you realized oh this is big no actually that was that song was not going to be in even in the album what <laughs> <laughs> no like our producer was like what is that that's like nothing <laughs> <laughs> we were like i mean people like it and when we perform in live they groove on it and we were like yeah, it's, but it's nothing. It's just like something's repeating all the time. <laughs> and we were like, but then we need to fill that space on the album. So we were like, okay, just put it there. <laughs> Wait, so Mass was a filler? Yeah, it's a filler. Wow. Well, for that producer, but for us, it was like. Well, who's the producer? I want to know. Chris you Allison. Know Chris Allison. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. All right, we're going to call Chris in a little bit. So like, Dude, come on now. No, actually, no, 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 no. actually, Chris, Chris was great because he has this uh, really wide uh, ear that uh, he was a producer for early, early Coldplay. Yeah. So he the produced a, band. So a couple of, 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 of yeah. their tracks, Beta Band, and, and we love the wide vision that he has. And he started to come to Mexico because he was working with Plastilina Mosh, yeah. and that's how he got our cassette demo. Well, yeah, that, that you guys had like kind of this crew, this genre of music that was coming out of like the mid '90s. What was that called? So Regia Regia comes from uh, King, and because Monterrey, and that's how we call Regio Montanos. No, it's combination between El Monte y El Rey. So that was like Plastilina Mosh, Contra mm. el Machete, and yeah. you guys. Yeah. No, we were actually late Avanzada Regia because Avanzada Regia started like in mid 90s, like 95 or 94 with Plastilina Morse, Control Machete, El Gran Silencio, um, Surdog, Jumbo, all of those bands. Panda. And yeah, Panda. Actually, Panda was more at the end. Yeah, more towards our time, which was more 2000, which was like the last kind of bands that came out of that specific time. That batch. Yeah. So talking about producers, you guys produce a lot of your work. You produce most of your work and then you kind of like invite an external producer. 
How do you pick your producers? And when it's not working in the studio, how do you deal with that like shift in energy so it doesn't transfer into your music? Well, people that we admire mostly. Um, one of my favorite was uh, working with uh, John King and he's part of the Dust Brothers. Actually, uh, the Chemical Brothers wanted to use Dust Brothers and they didn't let them. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why they ended up calling themselves the Chemical Brothers. Right. No, but these guys are just a couple of producers and, and they blew up uh, with the Paul's Boutique album. They, they produce the Wall of Sound and all that uh, sampling and just- From the Beastie Boys. From the Beastie Boys. And then they did uh, Beck, uh, Odelay, and that's when they really got huge. And they did uh, everything, no? From Mbop, the, the handsome, yeah, to the music from video games, and you know, <laughs> this like really white uh, stuff. But we ended up like working with John King, and it was like a different and really weird process. So did you guys reach out to him, or he reached out to you guys? I don't know. Huh? It was like a combination because uh, he knew about us and they told us like, oh, you know, John King, uh, he likes your, your music and stuff. We were like, oh, yeah, we know John King is from the Dust Brothers, who, but he's, he could be expensive producer. You know, he's very like a top producer. He just did like Wero mm -hmm. with Beck. That was that around that time and he, he was really doing very well. So, f but he was really into the idea of working with us and the album we produced with him is El Sueño de la Máquina, when we, uh, we had the, like, um, songs like El Intoxicame or Después del After, uh, those, th that's the album we, we worked with him. So it was very, like you were saying, very interesting. It ended up being one of the weirdest. <laughs> yeah. In Not in a way, good way, not in a good way. <laughs> it, it took like, 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 like a year to produce that album. It was, yeah. it took a long time to produce that album. He was like, he was, uh, he was saying that this guy is uh, about the wall of sounds. So he, he invited us to his studio for days and days and days. And he just kept us performing, playing like, oh, play like two hours playing like dude come on i mean <laughs> <laughs> what i mean like, he's doing a stock for himself of stuff for like from us and, and cesar was there like days and days just <laughs> doing bass lines and stuff and everybody era muy batalloso ese hombre no y era eh, o sea llegar a hacer cuenta como a la una de la tarde más o menos y darle una rola pues o sea una rola y una rola eran un chingo de horas y yo ya estaba ya bien desesperado, decía, oye, o sea, de cuenta como, como el de Guns N' Roses, de cuenta, pinche disco de años, ¿no? Y así estuvo, pero bien, me gustó como quiera estar con él. Sí, but as a band, when you're in the studio with a producer like that, that you like their work, but you've never worked with them before, yet you're trusting them and you're paying them shitload of money, and you're there like, is this working? I've been playing this song for the past three days. What's three happening? Months. <laughs> three months. There you go. Like, how do you trust the process? Yeah, but that's that's how it is. Sometimes it comes in 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 one hour and the song is a hit like mass, <laughs> and sometimes you just spend like ten years doing it and it it, it doesn't work. But it, it's like that. No, sometimes it the magic comes and sometimes you have to look for the magic. Talking about different producers, you guys have also worked with a bunch of remixers like uh, Toy from Control Machete. There's the Toy Selecta mix of Mas. There's a Bostich remix of Son de Mi Primer Amor, which yeah. is Bostich of Norte Collective. And there's a 12 inch single floating around here of Corn Man that has a Static Revenger remix. Yeah, yeah a, we met actually, we met one of uh, 
So one of uh, one of our favorite producers also is Money Mark. Money Mark, and yeah. And we Who's worked we with met Beastie him Boys we met so him many because because of of remix that mm. he did for us first. Presidente. Uh -huh. What I'm kind of getting to is that there's this kind of like cool crew of people trying to help each other. And just like Toy was trying to get Control Machete really going and all this Toy Selective stuff going and trying to help you guys and you guys helping them. And same thing with Nortec Collective. It seems like this kind of like unity amongst all your bands and DJs and producers in Mexico and in Monterrey. Of course. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like that. It was very about helping each other and supporting each other's project. So everybody like uh, attended to the concerts of like our friends, you know, in in Monterrey, in El Barrio Antiguo. And there uh, was a there was a, a particular sound coming out of that. Yeah, area it was too. a particular sound. But every band has I don't think so its own different sound. <laughs> really? No, no. Yeah, I think I think there's no particularity in the sound of Monterrey. You don't think? No. Okay. No, I mean, every single band is so different. different between each other. I don't know why. That we we remember in Mexico City there was about the ska, in in Guadalajara was about maná, <laughs> <laughs> but in Monterrey everybody wanted to do different stuff, and and I think that's the particularity of of Monterrey is that we don't have any particular sound. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. And even with all the different sounds, everybody had each other's back. There wasn't like this friendly competition or anything like that. It was like no apoyo para todos, no. Eso sí. Yeah, 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 that was what we're talking about. Yeah, people, I mean, all our, like, the scene was supporting everybody. Like, even though that we were doing electronic music, we attended the rock shows, or we attended the hip-hop shows, or we attended the electronic shows, or the electronic bands, or the hip-hop acts. So we were all always each other supporting uh, each, each other's project. I think the key is w that the scene was built just by musicians and not promoters so the vision and the festivals and the little gatherings and everything was made by the same musicians that tried to book this venue and they invite more bands so i think that's gotta say a lot in creating that scene that everybody were friends i i want to interrupt for a bit i see people that if you guys want to get closer you can get closer this has been the one with the most RSVPs of all the podcasts that we've been doing so far. And it's because of Kinky. Yeah. Yeah, we're only supposed to have like 50 people here. And I went to the door girl and I'm like, so how many people do we have? She's like 102. And I'm like. <laughs> Jose, don't freak out. It's okay. We're okay. We're okay. Is there enough Jack Daniels? That's, that's the important question. So... Almost 20 years of being a solid band. It's incredible that in those 20 years, you guys haven't really exchanged or moved around band, band members. Because, you know, sometimes you lose them yeah, or yeah, como yeah. que se van por un lado, se van con otra banda, whatever. You guys haven't done that. But is the hustle still part of your journey? I guess so, yes. I mean, because we never became like mainstream, mainstream band, so... It's been tours where, you know, you came to L.A. and play here in the Hollywood Bowl and then you go to uh, Albuquerque in a Monday and there's like <laughs> 40 people in the audience. <laughs> and of which you know, 10 like, are the bartenders. Uh, exactly. So, <laughs> so I guess, yes, uh, we, we, we like to perform a lot. 
so we we look for it and we risk you know sometimes if you go to ecuador or bolivia or places that you don't even know if the people listens to you there and sometimes you get like great response or you get amazed of the size of the venue whatever but sometimes you perform just in a small bar and we still love that black and white situation where you can still feel something nervous you know right, it keeps uh, you humble actually and i like the fact that you each have your own project ulises works with a lot of other really cool genres and artists that are coming up have you guys heard of tomasa de real I know that my friend Tania is here. She has it on her playlist, and I called her the <laughs> other day, and I'm like, I'm listening to your playlist, and you have Tomasa Real. She's like, Yeah, I love her. I'm like, Yeah, we just interviewed her for Pelita en la Musica. But you know, I and then you have your own production company now. Like you're doing videos and concert production for other bands. How do those external projects add to Kinky? And you can't forget about uh, Cesar throwing out the first pitch at the I Padres game. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> he wanted to wear a Dodgers hat on Petco Field, which is pretty impressive. Go that blue. Been, that would have been freaking cool, right? Bleed Go blue. blue. <laughs> so, pitcher, Nel Perreo movement, productions, you guys got all kinds of stuff going. No, yeah, yeah. For us, actually, we, we like that. I mean, that we can go out and, and, and learn from other styles other people other musicians other uh, even though it doesn't have to do with music i mean it could be with baseball i mean we are reaching to the, uh, everything or like he was saying he's burning with his pro com company of uh, videos and and all of that so for us it's everything that we do outside just gets kinky better you know because we are all growing and we are learning so i think everything that we can do up aside also give us that little space on our own to kind of get a little bit of uh, away from kinky to get a, a better perspective and then come back with right. new stuff you know so that's more like you challenging yourselves in other ways and how that helps kinky and talking about challenges one of the most iconic albums from kinky is their unplugged and you guys really challenge yourself because it was an unplugged for an electronic like heavy electronic band what did you guys learn from that experience and how has that transferred into the after unplugged kinky that was a pain in the ass <laughs> <laughs> it was a pain in the ass yes <laughs> i i didn't want to do the unplugged but uh, at the end we did it and we try to synthesize our world in that instrumentation you know like like do we put strings on it do we put like five times the percussion so it was a lot of questions like that like kind of like conceptualizing a lot of time we spent on that and at the end of the day i think it was like recreating even our own songs were like reinvented in a way and we even like had like five or four songs that were totally new uh so it was kind of like a record it wasn't just like grabbing the guitar and like doing the same songs with the same chords it was a, a whole reinvention of the of the of the songs on the and new songs um, it was at the end of the day it was a good experience you know Yes. And and you didn't want to do it at first because it was going to be too difficult or porque I I I didn't want to leave that punch, you know, I didn't want to leave the electronic world. Um but but we did it and it was kind of interesting. I yeah, I mean it was great. Yeah, I yeah. mean that that just goes to show like you you push somebody to the limits and yeah. they're going to break through that and that's what you guys have been doing for 20 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So Hill has said, this is quote unquote, cuando mis compañeros no le gustan mis ideas, <laughs> sé que tengo una buena, una idea buena. <laughs> Let me translate okay. that so people understand. So when he said, quote unquote, when my band members don't like one of my ideas, I know it's a good idea. That's important. El ego del pinche cantante siempre va a ser eso. Siempre es el pinche cantante. And the truth comes out. Es el guapo. Es el que recibe más este pinche billete. Es el que tiene mejor carro, mejor novia, o sea, amante, todo. So this has become a roast on heel, everybody. Yeah, let's start a roast. Let's start a roast here. <laughs> no, I think I think it's a. <laughs> Don't get nervous. Look at he's sweating. And... No, it's a good it's a good positive way of thinking. You right? know. You know when an idea that everybody doesn't like survives. It's because it's a breakthrough idea. Right. It's because you have to, it's, it's something that is not on the mind or it doesn't exist yet. So that's why it's, it's not like I want to do just to piss off these guys. <laughs> it's, if there's an idea that some, somehow is uncomfortable to, to someone, yeah. it's because it's getting away from the common ideas. Yep. And if that idea can survive, you know, with your speech or with your incesty or, you know, just the other people understand it is because it's, it's a good idea that sounded different at the beginning but yeah. puts you in another place well, well change is hard and you know when whenever that's like imposed on you you have to break through so that's really change means growth so that, exactly. that's cool is there a specific song that you were like this is going to be amazing trust me and none of them backed you up but they stuck to it and it became a hit I remember when I used la, the, the word after in the in the song it was like hey come on it's kind of weird it's okay laughter trust me trust me trust me trust <laughs> and now you guys know la, la canción después del after yes no y ahora es una palabra común y corriente <laughs> pero yeah, yeah. en aquel entonces era como pues no era una palabra Wait, tan so are, común are you saying that now el after is because you put it out there <laughs> maybe <laughs> All right, we'll give you credit. Yay! <laughs> this was a laughter courtesy. No, no that, that's cool. I mean, and going back and forth with the names and the genres and the styles and the language. I mean, you guys lived for a long time in Monterrey, but then you guys also lived in L.A. And yes. how was L.A. like the influence into the music that Kinky was making at that time? A lot as well. I think California is Kinky music. Because pretty much you guys were Angelinos. Yes. Yes. And because Los Angeles is that mixture, it's the mixture of the culture that we somehow aspire to, you know, to the, the Anglo music and the big producers and, you know, the musical instrument stores and, uh, you know, how is Hollywood, no? With all the music culture and all the clubs and all the scene that has been here forever and created like amazing sounds and amazing songs and amazing artists. So somehow you see... Uh, from Monterrey or from Mexico, you, you you look up to it, but at the same time you have the authenticity of 
Mexican flavors and a lot of Mexican culture. Uh, you have the Spanish, the Spanglish that we used to use a lot because we live close to Texas. Uh, you, you have, uh, I don't know, even uh, I think sometimes uh, here the people is more Mexican than in in Mexico, no? Yeah. Uh, yeah, you go, right? you go to see, well, you used to go to see Jenny Rivera or Bronco or and, right. and you see like they feel like huge arenas and and the culture here is the mexican culture here is really alive yeah it's crazy i mean you can go from seeing ramon ayala one night to going to go see mana another night to kinky another night and then to like some crazy djs another night so yeah we that's were what we were about. hearing that mana is doing like seven forums yeah. i mean we don't like seven mana minutes. that much but <laughs> but but you have to acknowledge that that it's a it's a great uh accomplishment no? i think this is like that's like the common thread here on every podcast we've done here they've always ripped on mana <laughs> including me and at the same time i'm like raul when are we going to interview mana yeah <laughs> but i will love i, I will enjoy you a wanna? mana concert because i know all the songs claro. yeah, it's a big sing-along just like it is to you guys now yeah. you know so everybody's singing along to masi 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 the spuds the laughter and you know linea de luz so congratulations guys K give it up for kinky give everybody it up <laughs> so we have this special segment called jack daniel's room number seven seven questions that we ask all of our guests. And this is like rapid fire. So we're gonna ask you a question. Don't think about it too much. Six. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't have to think about that at all. It's like sex. Okay. okay, what is your pre-show ritual? Uh, it's just a couple of drinks and, you know, uh, mingling with the guys. Like, we're just <laughs> nervous that everything will work at that time because the shows, the kinky shows that sometimes are, have a lot of, like, technology. Yeah, not difficult, but a lot of technology involved. Like, we, we like that the shows, mostly in Mexico, the, the screen in the back that matches and goes sync with the music and the lights are connected via MIDI to also move with the music and also these cubes that we bring in Mexico shows. So everything is... We just pray that works that day. <laughs> that's how, how. That's our ritual before the, the the show. Hill and I just pray that it works. So you still get nervous. Yo sí. 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 O sea, a mí si has de cuenta que sí, exactamente. O sea, me dan, eh, o sea, ascos, chingo de ascos, ¿no? Me dan muchas ganas, has de cuenta para ir a hacer del dos también. <laughs> Un chingo de cosas así al mismo tiempo, ¿no? Eso quiere decir que va a ser muy muy buen show. Me da güey. Es en serio. Sí, sí, sí. Cuando mi compadre, <laughs> cuando mi compadre se empieza como a querer vomitar, es que So basically if Cesar needs to go either throw two up to or the number bathroom. two. Number one is uh, gonna be a show okay. okay. Number two <laughs> crazy. Y con throw el vomito up? y la náusea. Yeah, throw, throw up like massive. Yeah. <laughs> okay. La segunda pregunta, okay? If you weren't a musician, what would you be? Ya sabes. Yo ya sé. Explica, por favor. Baseball. Baseballista. Carlos. Baseball player. I would be a tornado chaser. A tornado chaser. Yeah, I love it. Wow, cool. Tornado chaser. Ulysses. Um, I think a stuntman. I like that. Yeah. 
I like adrenaline and action. Yo quería ser pintor. Pintor. Nice. De casas. I think that's the first time we've heard any of those responses. What was the first album you bought? El mío era Twisted Sister. I got the, the vinyl uh, and my mom got like, what, what the fuck is this? Because if, if you don't guys don't know the, the cover of the album, it's like these guys looking like girls, like with a lot of makeup and like dressed with leather and with a big femur of a Tyrannosaurus, I don't know, and just screaming. So for uh, I was in five or six year old when I got it. Uh, so my mom got really scared about <laughs> my life choices. <laughs> oh no, mijo, no, por favor. <laughs> For me, it was uh, uh, El Piporro. They, it's a, a guy from Monterrey, actually. And that was my father gave me this um, a turntable, and the only vinyl he was able to get was El Piporro. So I was just Classic. all day listening to El Taconazo. <laughs> I listened to El Taconazo, Rosita Alvidres, like every, all day. Yo creo que el mío fue Ramón Ayala. ¿Qué me regalaron, va? Pues yo como chingado a comprar eso, pues. Hace muchos años. Carlos. I remember the first album I stole with a couple of cousins in, in Mexico. What <laughs> was a Rush album, a, a live album. Oh, wow. And yeah. I was like, yeah, immediate love. Yeah, we should mention that. It, you don't have to buy it. It could be a gift or you could have stolen it. It's all good. Yeah, whatever, whatever, whatever. It all works. What? has always been your musical crush and this could be because you admire them physically or you admire them instrumentally or musically so it could be a girl or a guy te gusta aprendiste de esa persona es tu ídolo tu ídola one of my favorites is uh 3d from massive attack that was the album that switched for me between being a rocker and trying to be more electronic And then when uh, I realized that he was like Banksy and that shit, it was like more mind blowing as well <laughs> because he was just the coolest just guy there. in the music and then in the art scene. Now we should mention that's just a rumor, not confirmed. <laughs> It's a theory. It's a theory, yes. I, I saw Carlos at Massive We Attack. We saw each other so like two weeks yeah. ago or something like that. Uh, so musical crush. Man, that's tough. I uh, but I, 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 I admire like, I think Charlie XCX is one of my musical crutches uh, because I think like she really does something towards like what's going to happen in the future. I don't know. I just like what she does. That was unexpected. Yeah. That's cool. Oh, yeah. You guys are so like cool. cool. <laughs> <laughs> like finding cool. Uh, like Ulysses is going to say Mickey Mouse. No, no. I, I mean, you, you were right with Mickey, but it was Luis Miguel, man. Ah, I love Luis Miguel, man. For me, it was like big, big crush. I mean, I'm not afraid to say it, but no. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, he's he's handsome as well. Very you know? handsome. <laughs> well, not 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 anymore like that, but yeah, at that time that I like like, yeah, back then was super hot, right? Uh, no, but I I I really enjoyed a lot of uh, Luis Miguel music at that time, yeah. Okay. Cesar, you're not gonna escape this. No, ya sé, pues ya estoy pues ya bien atorado. Este, yo creo que fue, eh, o sea, MC Hammer. Me gustó mucho. Pick up the hammer. Estaba hasta el tronco el vato. MC Hammer. Era Hammer Time, ¿no? Era. Hammer Time. ¿Te acuerdas del baile? 
Could you please demonstrate? I think they want to see it. Look at him in, no? They want to see the dance. They want to see the dance. Y la música, necesito escuchar música. I can sing it for like do you guys remember that song? Do you have, like a, no? do you have your pants? Oh, oh. You need the pants, bro. Come on. Ahí va, ahí va, ahí va. You need the African pants. Esa es cuñado bien. Lo que le hacen hacer, güey. Está bien. Ándale, ponte ahí, ahí va pendejo. Ay, ¿cuáles cuáles son los de ustedes dos? Queremos saber. Mío? Ajá. Barry Manilow. Oh. oh, he writes the songs. Yeah, Pili. Mi music crush, Bob Marley. Yeah. A ver cómo fumaba. Enséñanos. Oye, I'm an island girl, okay? I'm from Puerto Rico. Jamaica is really close. So, yes. yeah, Bob Marley for sure. That's a good one. Yeah. If you could time travel to a different musical era, which one would it be? To the future. To the future. To the future. 3039. <laughs> Very specific, Hila. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love what that happens era. in 3039? AI, how do you say it? Uh, artificial, artificial intelligence. Artificial intelligence is going to take over. And obviously, they are going to make better music than us. <laughs> Ulysses? Okay. Um... I don't know. I mean, yeah, I like I like the idea of the future. Can I go with you too? No, it's, <laughs> it's already taken. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah, just boost his ego a little more, because obviously that's what he needs. <laughs> ego man. <laughs> no, it's cool. Tu Pueden ir al pasado también. It's all good. No, no, I know. I'm just, just like um, um, I like a lot of the the doors, uh, times and stuff. So it could be around Once upon that a time in Hollywood. Early, early, early seventies yeah. kind of. That's a cool Early seventies. Here yeah. in Sunset. Yes. Yeah. 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 So Actually, that? Ulysses lives in Lord Canyon. Yeah. 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 That, that that area is famous for being for the seventies music. Yeah. Están bien difíciles las pinches preguntas esas, eh. Inteligentes pero muy difíciles. Yo yo creo que sería como en los sesentas. Y eso. La psicodelia, ¿no? Sí, ¿no? Sí, era ahí. O sea, ha sido droga, cocaína, todo eso. Gracias. Gracias. Esos que aplaudieron. Carlitos. I don't know. I, I, I love New Wave 80s. I, I would just let go there. Yeah. Go back to colors and shit. Like pats on the shoulders. Leg warmers, the whole thing. I'm an 80s girl. I get it. Okay. Oh, backstage anecdote. Give us like a really good backstage anecdote, and if you can name names, we love that. There's a little poop involved. I have, I have a great one. Go for it. <laughs> he has a great one. That means everybody else is not gonna like it. Yeah, that 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 that's that's scary. Uh, we were we were in this festival in in Monterrey, in Pal Norte, yeah, and we were doing in that era some shows with the Tigres del Norte as well. So we some sometimes we share the stage, but in that particular Pal Norte we perform around let's say nine, mm -hmm. and they had to perform at one in the morning, something like that. So always Monterrey is pretty complicated because not even just a bunch of friends always come, and the backstage is filled with people and friends, but also the parents. <laughs> so some sometimes even the nephews and you know like people that you have to 
be well behaved. You gotta behaved. limit some things. Well behaved. So in that particular one, uh, Los Tigres, they were kind of asked if I can perform with them uh, one of their songs. And obviously I said yes. But then the time passes and then I was like so anxious that my parents went away and uh, finally they did. <laughs> so because there's a bunch of like really, really close friends and they were having this uh, chocolate with mushrooms. <laughs> so once that they went out, like I <laughs> we, we all ate it and then hey, we were partying and then like suddenly at one in the morning, everybody was really crazy. <laughs> and my manager came like, you have to come to the Norte and perform with them. And I was like, no, 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 please, no, 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 <laughs> no, you have to, you have to, you have to. So they grabbed me and practically like throw me on stage. Did they look like tigers? And all my friends, <laughs> <laughs> all my friends were like, like just laughing her asses off in, 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 in the side of the stage. And I had to perform and I was, it was like so crazy. And I was looking at big hats and you know, like <laughs> this, these guys are like, Iconic, but they are also weird looking. They look <laughs> like uh, they they have you know the facelifts and the and the and the wigs and all that. But Tigres, we love you, and we would love to have you guys on our podcast with Billy Raúl and La Musa. Don't listen to what he says. So we were. I you was, look amazing. I was performing. I was performing and looking at this like bizarre world and like trying to remember the the words and everything. And finally, I was done, and I was so relieved. And then, like the Tigre Mayor, uh, w w come with me, and he and he said, "Nos echamos otra, okay?" And did you have to perform? Another? I had to perform the other. Hey, when a Tigre asks, when the Mayor Tigre, asks, the good thing, know, the, the, good thing tigre. the good thing is that if you don't know the words, you just said. <laughs> at, at the end of each, of each phrase and you're gonna be okay <laughs> and you survive <laughs> okay so we got one one last question what is the biggest hit that Kinky has el éxito más grande de, de Kinky cuál será a donde van los muertos okay, okay. so you guys are gonna have seven seconds to sing as much of the verse as possible You ready? Siete segundos van a tener para cantar lo más posible de la canción. Ready? Yeah. You guys ready? Yeah. And three, two, one. Se van a dar la vuelta al mundo, el destino es vagabundo. Se van hablando como vos a buscar lo más profundo. Quiereme, 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 esto es absurdo. Quiereme, quiereme. That was really, really good. I, I think you might have a future in this heel. Give it up for Kinky, everybody. And because you guys are such an amazing audience and we love your attention, thank you for, you know, being part of Pilita en la Música here at Jack Daniels Room number seven. We're opening up the floor. It's your time to ask questions to Kinky. Does anybody have a question? Hey, Hi, uh, my name is Melina. Um, I actually did a project of you guys for college, and I tagged you guys, oh, yeah? yeah. I did a mini documentary. Where is it? Can did we you get an A? I got a B. Can you believe that? <laughs> like, I was like, who are they? Is it Kinky Friedman? And I'm like, no. No. <laughs> um, my question is, what does Dachi Marie 
Pedonco Congo mean, and am I summoning a devil when I'm singing along to Tachi Mari Pedonco Congo? Yeah. Am I singing to the devil? Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay, cool. Thank you. You, you, maybe you're calling to the to your inner devil. Oh wow. <laughs> Kinky wants you to bring that out. Yeah, it means um, <laughs> if you. If you caught that, that that actually came from a, a a friend that got killed. So, but he was to he used to be a super super party boy, like to the extreme, and uh, he did this combination naturally. We were like driving in Ciudad Juarez, and he was kind of hosting us. And he was telling us, No, hombre, ando bien tachimaripedón cocongo a la verga. And then, so if you caught the word in all the little stuff that it has, it's like tacha, marihuana, peda, coca, y hongo. En paz descanse, Bobby. I love that. Hi, everyone. Um, I'm Liza Monet Morales. Un placer de verlos de nuevo. I had the honor of interviewing you back in the day when I had a show on LA TV, so it's so great to see you all. Hola, sí. I'd love to know who is a dream collaborator that you would love to collaborate, whether in English or Spanish, in terms of artists. ¿A quién les gustaría cantar, hacer un, un dueto, un álbum? Oh, Luis Mi, Luis Mi. Luis Miguel, yeah. That would be my, my, my dream come true. <laughs> Hola, soy Fabiola. Um, so hace dos semanas, after, you know, two weeks ago, I think it was been two weeks, Camilo Sesto passed away. And his passing reminded me of the music that my family or my parents listened to. Uh, my, my parents son de, de Jalisco, México. Y todos los domingos escuchábamos, you know, veíamos la televisión siempre domingo. Entonces, my question to you is, what music did your parents listen to that like still lingers in your musical playlist? Luis Miguel. I swear to God, I swear to God. <laughs> no, actually, actually, Camilo Sesto was some uh, music that my, my mother used to listen a lot when I was, when I was young. So, yeah, Camilo Sesto, we, uh, it was very good. No, there's a lot of, I think, if, if you sum everybody's, you know, past influences, there's a lot of, I think everybody's parents listen to Chente, yeah, I mean, uh, for example, me, my dad had, he, w he had a lot of different kinds of music, from like regional Norteño music to like uh, uh, psychedelic and disco and stuff like that, so I, I was born with, I mean, I, I grew up with all of that, so, yeah. Pues yo creo que acá en la casa... America puede ser. O sea, America, tú sabes quién es America, ¿no? America, America. Oh, yeah, the America. band America. I thought he meant like, like, a, like, a, like a song. Sí, mi mamá escuchaba puro como romántico. Mi papá como que no escuchaba tanta música y mi mamá era la que nos llevaba a todos lados, que a la escuela, al inglés, al nada, nada. Entonces, en mi lista está Ricardo Montaner, eh, José Luis Rodríguez, el Puma. Ajá, ¿Eh? sexy. Dice. <laughs> Pero sí, el que, le, el que le encantaba más sí era Luis Miguel, por eso lo digo. El sol, el sol. El sol, el sol. Hola, chicos. Uh, yo me llamo Omar. Um, a mí lo que más me gusta de ustedes son todas las uh, covers que hacen. 
¿Qué es lo que inspira a ustedes para hacer las diferentes covers y cuál ha sido la que más les ha gustado hacer? By the way, they are huge fans of Yeah, yeah, we, we, they're family, we know Adrian them. Adrián and Eddie they're are family. huge they're fans big. of Kinky. Since, wow, since day one, yeah. Yeah. since day one. Yeah. 20 years, 20 years. Row yeah. one, day one, row one. Row, row one, sí. 20 years. Sí. We love you, we love you. You know, you know, we love you. Sí, sabes que muchos de esos covers como que han sido eh, encargados muchas veces por la por la gente que los hace tribu hacen el tributo y muchas veces they invite you to, to, to do a cover for their tribute album to them to themselves. <laughs> but uh, but one that that is my favorite and how came together it was Coqueta. I think it was maybe one of the firsts and just I don't know how the energy came in the studio. It was one of those tracks that it was done like in one day, from beginning to end, to recording, to mixing, to everything. So that was one of, of, of my favorites. So, we give question. it up for Maz, my <laughs> friend from South Africa. Hi. Who lives in London and moved to LA four days ago. <laughs> Welcome. Thank you. Maz, stand up. So my question is that uh, humanity is going through a lot of changes at the moment and I think there's never been a better time to have a purpose than right now and I'm interested to know or understand how do you guys see your legacy um, today? I think we, from, the, from day one, We focused on, on being fun. And sometimes, you know, we have all these problems in the world and this crisis in work or you're just unhappy or depressed. And I think to bring just that antidepressive that is not an opioid, but it's music or it's a lyric or it's just a moment of joy in a concert, that's where we are more um, proud of our legacy. <laughs> Hola. Que es una canción que siempre se les antoja. What's a song that you always crave? Like at any moment's notice, que you know like how you crave like a food at a random moment? Like what's a song that you crave? Take me out to the ball game. <laughs> Take me out to the crowd. <laughs> Esa es mi canción que más me gusta. Yeah, I, I really enjoy Rage Against the Machine always, like la loud, loud. Damn, sometimes it's just the Smiths or something like that. Yeah. Uli? Yeah. No, I, I <laughs> enjoy a lot of like uh, really like Los Angeles Azules, like those those. Yeah, so when I have time, I like to listen to that la cumbia. Yeah. Yeah, this is Cesar. Your favorite current artists? Cesar from like right now. Sus artistas favoritos Luis de, de ahorita. De ahorita, los de lo, o sea, de lo, de lo nuevo que hay en la música que les gusta. A mí, a mí, I really love uh, the, the, lo, the last records of uh, Chance the Rapper. Really, really, really good, yeah. Uli, César. Está muy cabrón en las preguntas. Grupos jóvenes. Los grupos jóvenes ahorita en Monterrey, eh, o sea, pues hay muchos ahorita acá regionales. Me gusta mucho 
una banda nueva que se llama Los Rojos. Los de Rojos. Monterrey. Ahí okay. se los encargo para que lo escuchen, ¿va? Digo, si quieren, si no, pues. Y si les vale madre, ¿va? No los escuchen. Los Rojos. Y de Monterrey yo también les recomiendo lo que se llama Clubs. Que está muy padre como su approach musical. También son regios clubs. Ulises. Ah, yeah, I'm just in a lot of places. I like a lot of like current music, um, of urban music, but I also like a lot of like norteño or cumbias. And so it's, it's difficult, but yeah. <laughs> no, You're all over the place. No names specific. <laughs> no right. name specific names. Give it up for Kiki, everyone! <laughs> Thank you guys so much. Really appreciate this. This has been a lot of fun. Give it up for Raúl and Pili. Give it up for you guys. Gracias for checking out our podcast. Hey, and special thanks to Ulises El Licenciado Lozano for our amazing theme song. Our mix and recording engineer, Mario Diaz. Our artistic director, Dak. And can't forget about our sponsors, Pili. No, Raúl, United Airlines, Sure Microphones, and Jack Daniels, gracias for supporting La Musica Latina. And for more information and other episodes, be sure to subscribe to our podcast at Pili, Raúl, and La Musica. Hey, make sure to tell your tía, abuelo, primas, everybody to subscribe. A todos. <laughs>